turns. I think we're live now. Uh, so, hey, everyone, welcome to the Drad. I mean, a special Matt report. Uh, <laughs> where today we're talking business uh, and whether or not it belongs in work camps. Um, joined by Chris Lemma and Jake Goldman. Hi there. How are you? Doing great. All right. So, business has been on the on the mind for quite some time now. It's been on my mind uh, as I run the Matt Report. It's been on Chris's mind as he runs Chris Lemma blog and always talking about entrepreneurial stuff. Uh, and then John Sarrington made a post uh, on WP Daily: "Is WordPress and business amateur hour?" Uh, kind of quoting Jake uh, in a tweet. Um, Not at all sensationalized. <laughs> Not at all sensationalized. Um, so let's let's chat about it. Um, now obviously, Jake, friends, uh, you and I are friends. We go back some time, um, and you know that the Matt Report is all about business in WordPress. Um, so you know our thought, or my thought is anyway. I don't know about Chris. I think it does. I think there is a track to be had at WordCamps for business to help folks like the young me, like the young you starting out. Um, and uh, you know, helping people elevate their game a bit, for lack of a better word. Um, thoughts, discuss. <laughs> well, I guess the the uh, the not right answer that I would give is no. And uh, although I guess I'm supposed to make myself take that caricatured position, right? Um, so I, I guess maybe I should start by clarifying, right? Like, I'm, I guess I've become that guy here. I made a, a cameo where Camp Seattle is being that guy on their. <laughs> On their slideshow, um, I think some business content is good. I've given some business content at WordCamps. I'm not opposed to the idea, the philosophical idea, that some business content, some some material that gets people thinking about how to be an effective agency or a plugin shop or you know a theme shop, whatever WordPress business model you take on, is useful. I happen to be of the perspective that I happen to be of the perspective that it shouldn't it shouldn't in any sense dominate. A WordCamp that there's something that a WordCamp is about. There's some philosophy. There's some um, there's some point to what these camps are. And I think I think entire tracks that run alongside just one or two other tracks um, run the risk of pushing WordPress and we're not WordPress, I should say, pressing WordCamps in a direction that I don't think they're I don't think is a fit for a few reasons. Um, you raised I think two of them. Um, the first one is philosophically. You know, does this belong at a work camp? Right. That's question number one. Philosophically, are business camps an effective use of what is? You know, it doesn't have to be our only conferences in the sector, but what are, what are our grassroots, organized, WordPress-centric, foundation-approved, stamped conferences? And the second question, which I think you raised, which is a tougher one because you know it's it's indirectly related, but I think it's related. Um, which is, are we making them better? Are we helping that young Jake? Are we helping that young? Are we helping that young Matt? And I think that's, I don't assume that just because we have a track and we call it a business track and we have speakers up there that profess to be, to be, to be business speakers and business leaders means that, that it's true, you know, or that they are. Now, those are kind of unrelated ideas because you can have an awesome WordCamp with a terrible business track and you can have an awesome Word, WordCamp, presumably with a, with, a, with a great business track. The nuanced point that I made, I, I forget whose post I made, I think it was on Chris's site actually, the nuanced point there is I'm not sure that WordCamps are the right format, the right venue to even have an effective business track that really, 
there were changes minds. Now I, I'm going to make one more comment. I want to want to listen to Chris. I want to listen to other opinions because I'm, I'm open-minded on this. Um, I think part of what got caught up here, right, is I was making a commentary on WordCamps, whether WordCamps are an effective venue or an appropriate venue for doing conferences, and caught up in that was a, was a, uh, I think I put my foot in my mouth with a rather awkward comment that was not neither personalized nor about WordPress in general, about whether or not, quote unquote, WordPress is amateur hour, that if there wasn't such a huge long thread that I didn't think was valuable, I probably would have deleted it, uh, you know, a few hours later. Um, so it, again, that, that wasn't personalized or directed at anybody specific, although I can tell a few stories about people that I've seen profess to be business leaders speaking at WordCamps with rather that I can tell some stories about why, why, those, weren't, why those weren't appropriate or why those didn't work. Um, but the point isn't that, the point isn't that there are not, that learning isn't valuable, that we're not all still learning. The point isn't even that I should be. In fact, I've often turned down giving those kind of like mentorship business talks at WordCamps. The point's not that I'm some sort of, that, that I'm like, the oracle of WordPress business who needs to get up there on stage and tell these stories. I don't think I am. I actually don't even think it's appropriate for me to be on the stage telling people how to build their companies or how to build agencies. I mean, only, and maybe this goes to the point, right? Like only in this WordPress ecosystem, which is one of many that I've that I've been in over my business lifetime, only in this WordPress ecosystem is 10 up coming on 30 employees considered some sort of big, magnificent, you know, entity. You go to any other space, including other CMS spaces, where a modest player, you know, to a small size player. And I think Maybe that sort of frames why I'm wary of some of these, some of the, some of the, the business experts, you know, in our in our community. I've rambled. Let me uh, see <laughs> the floor. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I'll I'll be the first to say, look, hey, I mean, you've built something great in such a short amount of time, so I, I feel that you you should be up there, right? Um, there are probably people out there that say, who the hell is Matt? And, you know, what what is what is Slocum Studio? What 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 is he all about? You know. I think that given the context, um, and like you said, it, hey, it, it depends on the talk. Uh, do people want to be up there um, talking about enterprise? Like you, like I enjoyed your your uh, talk at WordCamp Boston about enterprise. Um, I think that was a great talk, and I think that you know me being up there talking about business um, from my angle, yeah, I think both of us, you and I, both have something to to add of value. Um, I think that both of our talks are. Uh, could be had, but hey, there was there was somebody I watched the other day. That as soon as the as soon as he started the talk, he said, "I'm a certified business coach." And then it, right there, I was like, "I'm shutting this off because I don't want to listen to you." I mean, you you might be a certified business coach of ten years, and I might be trying to build this WordPress company for the last four to five. Um, but I think my value will be a little bit greater than yours, even though you're a certified business coach. Uh, but anyway, I'll back away from the mic. Chris, uh, thoughts. Well, I I think um, first of all, I, I I think it's worth having the actual discussion rather than the straw man fake discussion. So I appreciate uh, Jake that you're that you're walking through kind of you know where where you were thinking, um, and I think those two questions, the philosophical dynamic and the practical dynamic, are legitimate questions to raise. Uh, and I, I I said as much in in the post and and in in comments since I I would I would submit. Um, there's a there's a, a couple more nuances to it, right? So from a philosophical perspective, and this is the case I made earlier, um, when I look at a WordCamp, I think it is the sharing of best practices. And so it extends beyond WordPress core, it, it extends beyond transients, it, you know, it extends beyond specifics of uh, themes and child themes because people end up talking about things that are 
secondary or ancillary to the mission, but are practical and useful, like CSS, um, which you're not coding WordPress at that moment. You're you're doing design, and yet we have uh, sometimes design tracks. Other times we have design sessions, and there are people who come and engage at that level, and they're they're figuring out the slice of design as it relates to WordPress. And I think the business tracks provide another best practice on the slice of business as it relates to WordPress. And I know that that Jake, one of one of your takes was, you know, go find a great mentor. Go 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 to a real place with real business people and, and find one. And I think that's I think that's fantastic. Uh, I think it's great advice. I also know that if you were to go to 500 startups or if you were to jump into one of the accelerators or incubators across the country, it's a 50-50 shot whether the people who are running it have actual experience with WordPress. And so when you are in a dynamic where your mentors may be talking about business models and business plans and growth rates and everything else, but they don't actually have uh, roots or depth in the community, then the advice you get from those folks may or may not be uh, particularly germane or useful, or, or it may miss an angle that you find as being really, really useful inside the community. And so I think having a mentor, having a coach, having anything, go, finding other places to get resources that are just business-oriented is fantastic. I also think that if you can get someone who has been inside the community and to a degree that you might call it part of the capital C community, the people that are kind of in the core and they, they're known and they're understood. And those people act not only as coaches, they act as sponsors, right? They bring other people into the community and they help them find pathways through and they help them not step on themselves, right? And, and all of that has a profound business impact on a one-person or two-person shop. So I think that's where I think philosophically it still fits, but practically, uh, I think you're right. There is a question of, are, are they useful? Are they helpful in terms of how they're organized? And it goes to Matt's reference. You know, the, the guy you're talking about, Matt, was, was a guy who, uh, he actually did that talk in, in Reno. And, and we were there, Jake. And, and uh, he's applied to a handful of others. And I know, I know that he's attempting to get into that space. But when I sat down with him and talked to him, you know, my advice was, I think, similar to what you guys would share, which is, Stay local, contribute locally, build a reputation locally, eventually speak at a local, you know, uh, WordCamp, build up, a, you know, an ability to connect with local folks. And over time, meaning potentially several years, you might move on to talking at other camps, right? And he was looking for the quick, how do I jump to this one and this one and this one? And I'm like, that's not how this community works. And that kind of advice, I think, comes from people who are in the community, who understand the community, which is a different angle than what you might find if you went to get business advice, just said, hop on planes, apply to as many places you can, stand up and speak on as many stages, get as many leads as you can, and build this forward. That kind of advice really wouldn't play well in our community. So I, so I think there's work we have to do from a practical perspective. I think you were highlighting that in some of your tweets. You know, how do we go about evaluating who's speaking? How do we go about... Uh, mitigating the risks that are associated with that. I mean, there's tons of nuance to how we do it right. But done right, I think it provides a lot of philosophical and practical utility to to the one and two person companies, especially. Mm. 
So um, a few reactions, a few reactions to some of the things you said, and I and I couldn't agree more that it's. I think it's an important discussion. And again, I'm not I'm not closed off the idea that there's not some good business talks. Chris, you and I joke about it. I've seen you give some really useful and very thoughtful. I think your your talks are some of my favorites. You know that I've seen at WordCamps. I joke just, with you afterwards. And I don't know what they have to do. They're completely right. devoid of WordPress right. information. <laughs> but they're but they're but they're but they're smart. They're savvy and you know and they're entertaining. Um, so so let me let me piggyback on a couple of comments that you made that are philosophical. So the first point is so the first question I think is the, the real philosophical question, right? Which is how far away does it go, right? While while still being a WordCamp, right? And I think that's an important. I think that is an important question to ask. I mean, just to be a little bit silly, you know, to make a point, we all, a, a large amount of our community likes to party and likes beer, right? So, and we all joke that, you know, drinking is a good part of designing. Should we start having talks about picking out beers when you're programming? Um, sure, that's a little bit silly, but I think if you go a little bit more granular, like even a design track, like design tracks that bring it back to these are CSS techniques, you know, being used within WordPress, but I mean, a design track that never talks about some of WordPress's features and what it means to design around WordPress. Um, I, I'm not sure that that's what, if that's a track that belongs, you know, at a WordCamp. I think if and so you know that gets into the next question, right, that you raised philosophically, which is, um, you know, which is you raise this notion of well, in some ways our mentors, our speakers are more applied, right? They, you know, they've they've been there, done that with WordPress, and I'm open to the idea. I'm open to the idea. Knowing that I'm kind of coming at this from the frame of an agency, not a plug-in shop, not a theme shop, that there's some, you know, there are some good points there. But by and large, um, I don't think there's anything. There's, there may be a talk or two, but generally speaking, I think that the techniques of building a business, the techniques of building a company, the techniques of getting out there and selling freelance work, all of those techniques, I think their intersection and the ideas that are specific to WordPress or unique to WordPress are almost nil. I can tell you that the skills that I had that helped me build 10up did not come from anybody working with WordPress. They came, many of them came from before there was, you know, a WordPress. Um, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure I, I'm not, there's, there's maybe a talk around pricing themes or, you know, or what the, what the market in the WordPress economy will, will bear. But beyond that, I don't, I don't really get what business talk um, a quote-unquote applied WordPress experience means any more than going back to your CSS analogy. What an applied WordPress, what like a whole like a whole track or something about applied applied style sheets and CSS for WordPress would be that, that they're just not that we're not that unique. I hate to tell us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and, I, I, and I, I guess I, one second, Matt. I guess I I disagree slightly there. Um, if if we were to step out of out of the WordPress community. And step into SaaS as a as a model for you know uh, applications that are hosted and building software. Uh, even if you were building it in PHP, but it wasn't WordPress related. Um, if you stepped into that community and you talked about pricing, if you stepped into that community and you talked about uh, investments, right, and whether you bootstrap or you take on uh, angel investment. I think you're going to hear a particular set of opinions that may differ dramatically from the opinions you might hear in the WordPress community. Let me let me pause you right there because I think you actually raise a good point. And and I'm Which going. I'm, I'm to, done. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm not paused. I'm good. I'm done. Okay, cool. <laughs> I want to piggyback on that point then because um, 
and I'm, I'm trying to be very politics. I think I think I'm going to avoid being too politic here, right? Because there's some there's some very strong opinions in our community, right? That it's hard to it's hard to abstract an idea without those that pay more attention knowing knowing sort of who we're talking about and what we're talking about, right? So there's for several years I listened to an entrepreneur in our community who I, have, who I consider a friend, who I have a lot of respect for. I've listened to this entrepreneur community talk about how in the WordPress ecosystem, and this is where I can't avoid getting a little bit pointed in the WordPress ecosystem, how a business in hosting can only be done and only really works well and the only smart way to do it is bootstrapped you know economic approach where you build it one day at a time well I've got news for you another good friend of mine who since I'm being complimentary I'm gonna dream drop another good friend of mine Ben came in with a lot of business experience not taught by WordPress mentors right not taught by people that quote-unquote knew the WordPress space and said nope we're gonna do this the going and getting big investors and the growing big way we're gonna shake this up and we're gonna do this with the business experience that I have from from very large companies and enterprises, guess you know which one of those owns that space right now. Um, so I, I don't buy the idea. I've also listened to people that are again. I don't want to make it personal, but I've listened to people give these talks. Other people give these talks about what it means to build an agency in the WordPress ecosystem, right? And I I, I can almost trace back and see looking inside the bubble of what WordPress is today and how WordPress has grown where it is today and what, what big is in WordPress and what not big is. I can almost see where they come up with these ideas, but and maybe this is just me being opinionated. A lot of them are not, are not, I'm gonna go so far as to say not valid, right? And if I came in with these preconceptions of what like a what a WordPress ecosystem, what a WordPress company is and how it gets built, I I don't think I ever would have built 10 up to where I, it is today. I, I hear that. I, I think that's a that's a valid uh, example. I think if you were to talk to Jason, the other half of uh, the company that you're describing, um, Jason would tell you, well, we started actually trying to bootstrap, right? So if you look at the, the WP Engine history, mm-hmm. um, he would tell you if you were going, I think he would tell you, if you knew you were going to take investment early, you would take a totally different set of steps than the amount of work you do when you're bootstrapping, which in and of itself would be a fantastic talk, a fantastic talk that I would love to have shared at a business track, right? Where you can articulate the difference between when you want to go after a certain kind of growth and when you don't want to go after a certain kind of growth and what kind of people are situated better to manage in a certain kind of growth versus the other. But that's a dialogue that that I think does get shaped or can get shaped by the community we're in. Now, I agree with you 100% that for every opinion you have, for every person who says, always bootstrap, never take money, there's going to be another guy who says, take money and it's great. And there's going to always be a, it depends. And so I think it, it, it comes back to when you set up a, a, you know, a business track like that, you're going to have to do the work to make sure that you're vetting what the opinions are and what the stance is and making sure that it's not you know, articulated as the only way. And that goes into the heart of who organized it and how they set it up. I mean, that's a lot of work. But I so think, at, oh, sorry. I just think I think you can have that happen. I think people can do that work, and I think you can have a handful of people sharing some some very valuable insights. So, so, and this I think sounds like a loaded question, but it's not. But at a <laughs> WordCamp, at a WordCamp, you would you could envision a talk about uh, bootstrapped versus investment versus you know ways to start a business. Sure. And you think and and you think those. You think those ideas are specific in some way or unique in some way to WordPress? I think that 
a person who comes from the WordPress community who has played in some of those spaces can shape that content to be particularly applicable to the community in a way that someone else who isn't doesn't. So what does what does it mean, and I want to preface this after, not preface, I guess they were the opposite of prefaces, prefix. Um, Brave this on question, top of, Jake. <laughs> uh, it's a philosophical question and a practical one. Um, so what do, uh, so let's talk, let's, let's talk about what we mean when we're talking about like what the community is for a second when we say that this, that it resonates with the community in a different way because there's, um, you've probably heard me talk about this, a lot of my friends have heard me talk about this, there's the upper, I don't even know if it's uppercase, but there's there's what people like you and me and Matt, I think, sometimes think of as the community, right? Which is this traveling, uh, it should be a little self-deprecating here, this traveling circus, right? You know, of people that love WordCamps, eat, live, eat, and breathe, podcast, work all day, speak all day, write all day about WordPress and are in this, what I, what I frankly call this bubble, you know, of WordPress, of opinions, you know, in dialogue, this, the 500 people that talk to each other on Twitter, you know, all day long and forget that there's an ocean beyond those walls, right? And then there's also, there's also a community that comes to WordCamps for whom WordCamps is their introduction to WordPress, for whom make their first impressions oftentimes from WordCamps or are being introduced to WordPress that come in to this community. Um, explain to me how, well, let me ask you just a, a simple question. If maybe this one is a leading question, which, which do you think WordCamps are designed to serve first? of those two groups? Uh, I think, you know, it, it goes, I, I do define the central group as a capital C and the, the unwashed masses as, as lowercase c. And I think at the end of the day, um, WordCamps provide more utility for the lowercase c than they do for the uppercase c. Um, yeah, I think so that's, that's my first take, right? And, and in that context, right, Imagine, and this is a, it's a straw man and it's, it's fictitious, but imagine in that context, a young, a young programmer, developer who is, uh, has, has just gotten some of his PHP chops together and he's read the recent articles about how much money a couple of theme developers have made on ThemeForest. Just god-awful amounts of money. Um, and, and he gets ready to build his theme. And his theme's going to have 42 sliders and 64 premium plugins and 16 different templates and everything under the sun packed into this thing for $49.95. And Where can I buy this? Exactly. You can get it on ThemeForce right now. Just search by top sales. <laughs> and, and, um, and he's going to make a killing. And I guarantee you, if he finds a coach who says, look, keep your operational costs down, put it in a known marketplace that has tons of eyeballs, sell the hell out of it to all the lowercase c that's showing up and buying a theme. In fact, price it at 69 instead of 49, and let's go to town. He'll get the advice and he'll do it. And he may do that for two or three years, making you know tons of money until he walks into a WordCamp, and suddenly he discovers that the capital C spends every one of their talks telling everybody else in the audience that that's wrong. Right? And the question at the end of that little mini narrative is simply wouldn't it make more sense for us to have a place where we could share what it means to develop themes and to serve customers in this 
both capital and lowercase c that sounds a lot like a business track to me. So I'm going to admit, I think I got a little lost <laughs> in the analogy. So the point was that this guy did very well for himself selling insane but lousy themes and then came to a WordCamp and found out that he shouldn't have done that? Well, the, the point is that doesn't it make sense to have a track where we can have that discussion about how you monetize the community in a way that still doesn't make you destroy the community? It helps them make a better product, a better WordPress product too. A better uh, product, better, contribu better contribution to the community, yeah. better everything, yeah. right? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I know that I would, I mean, and Jake, I, I think back two years ago or something like that, like you and I sat down just to, just to chat and um, just talking with you, and I literally just asked you, like, what do you think I should do as a WordPress company? I, I mean, say you, podcast? And, yeah, you never said podcast. <laughs> That's the one thing you didn't Miss. say. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, but it was, you know, it was great advice, and, and you know, and... Look, the sp I think that some of it too is, and both of you have more, will have more frequent frequent flyer miles than I will ever build up. <laughs> it's not in, something to be jealous of. <laughs> in 10 lives, right? So, I mean, you, you guys are, are, are seeing the stuff that's out there at the corporate level that, that I don't see. Um, nor do I want to get into that space, uh, to be frank. But I think that, Jake, you, you see it from from such a enterprise level that yeah maybe that where you're flying you know the four man shop the theme forest guy who wants to make a better product you know the you know the guy the young guy who is building a contact form or whatever the thing is um, you know we'll never see uh, but would love to attend something that says hey you know here's how you're doing it. Uh, you're doing it wrong, or here's a better way to do it. And oh, by the way, we can connect you with uh, an ecosystem of other WordPress entrepreneurs to hear their stories. I know it would be you're the only one that shared your story with me um, when I was starting off, uh, so it was great to hear that. Um, you know, so I find it beneficial at at at, at the level down here. You know, um, and that's kind of my mission for what it's worth. So. All right, so I mean, I think there's a few things packed in packed in there. The first, so I think there's a, there's a fair point to raise to my myopia about, right, or my if not my myopia, my perspective on where WordPress can be, where WordPress should be, where we want to take WordPress, right? And so I, I have the perspective, right, that I have the perspective that we ain't seen nothing yet, right, with WordPress. I have the perspective that this is just getting hot. Right. This is just becoming something that enterprises, I can tell you today, that never gave WordPress a serious look. You know, a few years ago or looking closer. We still have and I think there's still a ways to go. There's still companies that wouldn't look at WordPress very seriously for certain kind of use cases that still don't, but they're starting to open up their minds to you know, to those conversations. I think WordPress if we can keep on doing what we're doing, I think WordPress is you know, more than ever is poised to be, you know, is poised to be a platform that everybody, you know, the dominant platform on the web, if it's not already, that more companies, more organizations want to use. I said a year ago when I started giving the enterprise talk that we were, my observation was that in the next year alone, you're going to see, start seeing people team up because these teams are going to be what's necessary to go further, I think. Not to, not to, not to toot my own horn too much, but I think that that clearly is something that we're starting to see happen a lot more often. I mean, it's been astonishing to me actually over the last year to see how quickly people are joining up and people are teaming up and people are, people are getting into groups. I think we're just beginning. You know that cycle, and I think that we're going to be 
that's going to keep going, right? So there's now. So what does that mean? Why is that relevant? That's relevant because what we need to be thinking about, what we need to be planning for, the kind of standard, the kind of bar that I think we can be setting, that I think WordPress companies can be reaching for, the kind of ecosystem that admittedly I personally would like to, love to see us have, love to see us grow into, and, and I'll admit there's probably all sorts of biases around what my company's about that are packed into that, um, is, not, is not the kind of resources that people are getting today, right? You know, when they, when they go and think about what, again, what a, what a, what a, what a big, you know, WordPress company is, or, you know, or what success is. Um, we're not necessarily giving them those resources. I accept that, I accept that there are people out there in this ecosystem that, that that's not what they want, right? Maybe what they, what they, all that they want is a, you know, a, a few person team to do neat projects or to be more on the product line that admittedly, I think less about not, I don't, Think, I don't not think about it. We have clients in that business and so forth, but I think less about the product line, you know, than I do about the service line. Um, you know, so so I guess this goes back. I guess what I'm trying to say, a long-winded way of saying, I think this goes back to the: Are we actually serving serving that audience well? Is where I think WordPress is going to be in a year. Are they being served well by again without personalizing it? The guy that I saw go up, not recently, we're not talking about Orange County or Miami or anything, not recently, but the guy that I saw go up and give a talk at a WordCamp once about building an agency, watching our crowd of WordPress, um, our crowd of eager WordPress entrepreneurs look up in awe at this three, four person company, and advice that I saw being repeated in the halls afterwards that from my perspective and experience was feel good, sound good advice that was abysmal without trying to say that, knowing that now this guy is back to being a solo developer, are we, is that, is that, is that what we're giving people? And is that, is the information we're giving people right? Is it, is it preparing them for what's coming? Is it preparing them for what they can be? And then again, that's a little bit of a nuanced connection to should WordCamps do it. The connection to WordCamps should do it, which maybe we're losing in this conversation, right, is are WordCamps set up to do that, right? Chris, you said, you know, that it can be done right. I think done right when it comes to something like a business track and business education, I'm not sure that a, I'm not sure that a venue, I mean, we're lucky to have guys like you that are volunteering their time. I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, I don't think you want to you want to run every WordCamp business track, right, in the country, you know, yeah. forever. So are we set up, are WordCamps, this venue where these organizers, some of which are on Team 10 Up, right, that slave over these things in their spare time, make no money doing this, right, and charge, run tight ship budgets that they can get done at $20 an hour, is this a platform where we can even give them the kind of content that they need at a WordCamp, or are we, or to get there, are we deviating too much? And I, and I, I think that's, I think that's great. I, I'd, I'd respond on a couple of different things. So I, I think that whenever you talk about your perspective, which is service versus product bent and is uh, projects that are your definition of quote big versus someone else's definition of big. Um, I think, I think it's always important to, to really be clear on perspective, right? Cause there's a guy who's making a living on $2,500 websites and there's a guy making, you know, a living on $5,000 websites, another one on 15,000, another one on 20,000, another one on 75,000 and up it goes. And so the, the, the community as a whole, I think shares, uh, you know, they're, they're across a huge continuum. Um, and I'm not even sure how many of the organizations that do 
I don't mean 200000 over a year, but I mean a $200,000 project. I don't know how often those teams are even showing up to a WordCamp. I, I just haven't done the math to figure that out. Um, but I am, I am honestly a little less worried about, about that. Um, and the reason I'm less worried about the, the hundred or $200,000 WordPress project and trying to do a business track for them um, is because at the end of the day, I think you're absolutely right, WordPress is growing. I think you're absolutely right that it's going to become, if not already, the hottest thing ever. And I think what tends to happen to kill technologies like that, right, is the, the hype curve that comes with that level of adoption is the mass number of people you interact with before you get to someone of quality who don't know how to price, don't know how to support, sell you a, a theme forest theme and mark it up 700% to you know, because they don't think you know better, and you watch those poor business practices not only harm the community, but also harm the company, right? The, the small one-person, two-person shop ends up dissipating and disappearing. And, and if you had educated and shaped uh, their understanding and perspective, it might have looked different. I think the other dynamic that, that I'd, I'd respond to is you're absolutely right that the kinds of material and the kinds of people that would come and speak and could come and speak, uh, there's, you know, there, there's no budget for that. You can't, you can't bring incredible people uh, who are getting paid, you know, $2,000, $5,000 to speak somewhere else for 25 to 45 minutes uh, to a WordCamp where you're charging $25 tickets. But here's where WordCamps differ than almost every other technological conference and community that I've been a part of in the last 20 years. And the difference is there's a deep underlying understanding, a philosophical bent, if you will, uh, of giving back. And because of that philosophical bent of giving back, people like you, people like me, people like Syed Balki, people like David Hensel, who have done things and have had experiences and have demonstrated uh, some level of success, um, they're willing to come back for free and share insight. Now, they'll be the first, having, having reached certain levels of success, they'll be the first to say, you know, if you talk to Dre, you know, or if you talk, even if you talk to, to Josh over at Pagely, they'll be the first to say, look, I'm not suggesting my way is the only way. And I'm not suggesting that you should go preach my mantra out in the hallways as the happy, you know, feel good, this is the only way to do it. But they would say, I'm willing to share 30 to 45 minutes of insight to give back to this community if you think it'll help. And so, you know, the work I did to, to coordinate San Diego's word tra word, uh, business track really wasn't very difficult, right? Because, as, you know, as long as I was aware of some people and what their story was and what they'd contributed and what they've achieved and all that, you find them and you invite them and you say, would you come do this? And, and none of them said, no, I'm not interested, right? Including people who got on a plane and flew over. Uh, and I think that's the bent philosophically in the WordPress community that I think allows us to potentially provide that kind of uh, impact on young entrepreneurs when they're just getting started who have questions about pricing, who have questions about contracts, who have questions about uh, support and support models and business models. Um, and, and those are, you know, if you, I can tell you that if a general guy comes in and talks about pricing theory, it's going to go nowhere. If Pippin comes in and says, I used to make this much money on 
on you know Theme Force or Code Canyon, and I moved it to my own personal website, and I made more. And let me walk you through how that happened. Holy crap! People are going to be like, "Yeah, I I want to know that story. I want to hear it. I want to learn from it. It may not be perfect for me, but I definitely want to hear it." And Pippin's the kind of guy who'd say, "I'll share that story." He may not share every detail of it, but he'll share the stuff that he finds useful. Yeah, you can find that uh, interview on MattReport.com, everybody. Uh, <laughs> no, the series two things. I just um, just teed, teed that up for you there, Matt. Yeah, if I could, if, well I, could done. Sque- if I could squeeze in between two yeah. titans. Um, the uh, the two things that Jake said, and and this is something that hey, I, I don't think anybody can solve ever is how do, how do you protect humanity right <laughs> from themselves? Like how do we pro- police these bad speakers? Because it could be bad speakers on, hey, scaling to an enterprise uh, or bad speakers on development and design, you know, there's, there's things like that. Um, you know, I think that, to Chris's point is, hey, uh, people are just going to have to decide whether or not they thought this person was was good or not instead of us trying to play, you know, the capital C's trying to protect our children uh, from, from seeing these bad things. Um, but at the same point, I agree with Jake, very rarely do I get on an enterprise grade call uh, but I was on one uh, a few uh, weeks ago, maybe a month at this point, uh, and they were somebody that deals with Fortune 20, and they were like, you're here to talk to me about WordPress? I am not even going to bring this up in the conference room because I'll literally get fired for, <laughs> for bringing up the word WordPress as a solution to our problem. And I you know, tried to you know, explain, um, you know, pulled a few resources from the team at Automatic to, to, to help me out, uh, but the client just was not having any discussion about WordPress. They just thought it was a little blogging system. You know, well, no, nowhere in there did they feel like it was, it was let, fit. Let, I don't want to go let, off track. No, no, WordPress. I think that's on track. No, I think okay. that's on track, okay. actually, because um, <laughs> there's, I mean, there's so much in here. It's, it's great conversation. The reason I think that's on track is because um, I'm trying to think of a good way to explain this. The, the analogy I made to somebody else, right, having been to some of these different conferences, and admittedly most of my time at conferences these days for software is spent with WordPress, but having been to many of these different conferences, right, I analogize it to imagine there's some new upstart software, right, that's coming up and, you know, going through its growth cycle, right, and they have a, and they have a camp, right, and these camps were, these camps are maybe mostly, which I think is always, and they overstate it and say no harm done about like how to hack on it, how to build on it, how to extend it. it was, it's a maker conference, right? Which again, th- that's a different conversation a little bit, which is a philosophical conversation about WordPress, right? And now they decide that it's time to start, time to start, start talking business, right? And so people that may be interested in business go to this conference and they're talking about how to, and they're talking about making businesses out of this and they're talking about, thousand dollar, twenty five hundred dollar to Chris's points, five thousand dollar, maybe a thousand dollar for this new upstart software as being and there's a speaker up there talking about I'm the success story of this community and let me tell you about these thousand dollar deals, right, that I sell. How does that shape the perception of people coming to this conference? How does that shape perception of the small C community, which I think is is I think without question is what WordCamps are supposed to be about, not the capital C community. Right? How does that shape those perceptions? I, I've gotten more questions at WordCamps about is WordPress for real? Like I hear these, I hear these talks and these tech talks, and I hear a couple of business talks. But I mean, these guys are looking at SharePoint and 200, you know, and really big projects um, than any other question. Right? If you go to 
Like I, I try to imagine having not been to one of these conferences in a while, although I've been to some cross CMS conferences, but I try to imagine like I try to imagine like some of the CMSs that have, I think, really made it as accepted in that space with enterprises coming and sitting into a WordCamp and sitting in our business track and and having that same feeling that made up that made you just smirk, Matt, you know, when I described going to that conferences, which is I think I think they, I think if there was a, I'm gonna be very candid. I think that if there was a site core or a Drupal developer, or a Drupal shop that was thinking maybe WordPress is for real, maybe we can start building more of our business around this and start serving big customers, and they come to WordPress and they come to a business track, they go walk out going, never mind. Yeah, well, 2008 or 2007, whenever the last Boston, uh, excuse me, the DrupalCon in Boston. Um, I think it was 2008. Might have been 2007. Could it was a lifetime been? ago. Yeah, it was a lifetime ago. Two, maybe 2006. Anyway, skewmorphism was in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's when Dries was actually announcing the whole Acquia deal, and that was the day that he announced it. I mean, back then, six, five, six, seven years ago, whatever it was, way more suits in the room um, in Drupal back then. Um, you know, and hey, one of the things that you know you and I saw, Jake, especially WordCamp Providence. As the fundraiser for WordPress Providence, you know, and as hey, I'm just the sales guy. It's what I do, right? So I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna go after Dunkin' Donuts. I'm gonna see if they can give us fifteen thousand bucks to give us one big banner and pay for the whole thing. And they're like, no, no, no. Here's your limits. Here's where you cap it off. You can only ask for whatever it was, three grand or whatever the price was. You can only sell tickets at whatever twenty, twenty-five, thirty bucks. I mean, are, are things like that holding us back? I don't know. That's that's way. That's a that's probably a conversation. It's a little that, tangential. Yeah. Um, you know, but let's say, hey, if New York, Boston was the pressnomics price or lower, I mean, would you see more enterprise people coming in, taking it more serious because the people there would be more serious? Um, I don't know. Right. So it goes to this philosophical question, and again, where I we have we have I have to send I have to send Josh the check. We're sponsoring pressnomics this year. I'm a big fan of things like pressnomics that try to, in a way that is, forgive me for saying so, a little bit more serious. And way that's because of what we, they can spend, because of what they can ask for, and because of the standard that the bar, where they can hold the bar, right? And in trying to, I think maybe serving a little bit more appropriately the big C community and the lower C community, I'm a big fan of that. I'm, a, I'm all for this notion of a, a, maybe a different conference that tries maybe a, maybe framing it right as like sort of small business development, you know, focused on WordPress um, or more pressnomics in other parts, you know, of the country or other conferences that target. You know, other specific audiences. I'm, I'm, I'm all for those things. I'm not, I'm not the guy here who's saying, you know, let's not talk about, you know, WordPress in business. The question is, right, is to your point about like the fundraising, are WordCamps a venue that do that well? And what is the point of WordCamps? To me, the point of WordCamps is to be a grassroots maker conference, right, where people come in, get to love this software. I, I, maybe selfishly, I feel a little bit like I can walk into these conferences, get to take off my jacket. Once in a while, unlike say happens. like a DrupalCon, I'm, I'm I'm calling BS. I've never seen you take off your jacket. I that's that's. <laughs> um, Jake but anyways, maybe with his maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the meme starts here, right? Um, <laughs> the uh, so I mean, getting to go to, getting to kick back a little bit, you know, at these conferences, and again, maybe a little bit selfishly feeling like. I'm not coming here to talk about how I can make money, how you can make money, right? How we can make, how we can all become rich building on WordPress and we can compare our companies and what our companies do. I'm coming in here 
to help people be great at making stuff with the software, to help other people that have never touched the software learn it before. And it's a $20 event where people give back and come back, and there's a capital C community giving great content oftentimes to a lower C community, though I'd like to see more of the lower C community giving content to. Um, as a venue for that, as a grassroots, $3,000 cap sponsorships, $40, $50 cap entry fees, it works, and I think it's been brilliant. I think we, I think, and maybe we're getting at the spirit of what ties all my comments together, I think to say, let's place upon that framework, because we all love WordCamps, right, and we all want to go to more WordCamps, because we love what these are, and so let's, let's pack any material that needs to be covered more, you know, into WordCamps. I think building that on top of WordCamps, the word that I used when I started the conversation, before I got a little bit more obnoxious, Right? The word that I used when I started the conversation was I am leery of this trend. Right, And I'm leery because I'm not sure the format works in a way that's where we're going or represents us well, Matt, to your point, at a broader picture. Um, and I'm leery because I am, I am, we haven't really spent much time on this, maybe because there's not much to say about it other than a disagreement. I'm leery that it gets away from the philosophy of what these camps are. I mean, if everybody's ever been to like a maker fair, you know, or something I equated a little bit from my perspective, like a maker fair adding like a how to monetize your robots, you know, kind of track. That's just it's just not what it is. It's not what it was built for. It's not it's not that there's not a value in that. It's not that there shouldn't be conferences for how to take your maker skills, right, and market them and build them. I'm just not sure it's what it is, mm. what this is. You, and, I, and I guess I'd say if you look at the attendance on Sundays, right? If you look at the number of people who Listen to Britney Spears, who didn't didn't show up to Dev Days, and would typically, you know, go home. And yet on Sundays, in at least in Miami, uh, at least in San Diego, if you look at um, the number of people who are makers who are saying, "I just want a little bit more than what I got on Saturday." I agree with you. Putting it in the middle of the track on a Saturday distracts. I agree that it has the potential to really uh, destroy everything that has been built up over years of tradition on a Saturday. And I think Saturdays are great and work great. So I, I agree with you 100% there. I think the, the lowercase c and the uppercase c speak with their feet, right? And their feet show up on Sunday even after getting drunk on Saturday. And that, in and of itself, ought to say volumes to the community itself, right? It ought to say no. people got up, right, took whatever time all they had to, and made it out to an event, and at the end of the day, didn't turn around saying, this was all snake oil sales, this, was, this made me feel like I got to go back to the hotel and take a shower. They turned around and said, this was incredible and awesome, and how do we get more of it? Right, and I, and I think that it, it, it continues to apply pressure to the people who organize them to do them well and to vet the speakers and all of the other things that I think you know go implicit with doing a Sunday right. But I think you're seeing makers who say, "I I want a little I want a little bit more. I want a little bit of help." Let me let me just respond to a couple things there, and I'll start with responding with some agreement, right? Which I, I think we're definitely on the same page and a much more yes. amenable. <laughs> Matt's solving world. Uh, yeah. He could bridge us. Yeah. Hug me. Pick, a, pick a president that did that and just call me that. I don't want to say any yeah. president's names because then I'll get labeled. That's right. right. Tear down this chat. Yeah. Um, so, um, so 
I agree with you that I'm, I'm much more amenable into this idea that we kind of, okay, we did the maker thing. Now, if you want to show up tomorrow and you want to talk about maybe how we can start selling some of these robots we built, you know, right, or the things we've built, let's show up. Let's have some conversation. Let's have, let's have a, for lack of a better word, like a sideshow that's about that for people that are interested. I'm, I'm much more... I'm much more amenable to that idea. I think there's still questions about when Chris Lima gets tired of doing these, you know, do we do these well? Um, but we, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm amenable to that. I am, I am much more leery of the, some, of some camps that I'm seeing trying to blend these, you know, yeah. into Saturday content with everything else. Yeah, um, I agree. What I, what I would add to that, I guess I have a point to add to what you said, um, a counterpoint, and then a genuine question having not gone to, having missed, sadly, due to conflicts both San Diego and Miami um, this year. Um, the point is that I don't know that, let's remember a couple things, just because something's popular doesn't mean that it's actually right, for lack of a better word. I mean, if I, you know, if we had, uh, you know, if we had the Goo Goo Dolls show up and sing in a in a, for all day in a track at Word Camp, it would probably be the most popular you know, track. It doesn't mean that it belongs at a word camp or that it's what the conference is for. Um, you know, and then, you know, I guess the, the question is, is I'm, I'm curious, admittedly suspecting an answer, maybe you can shoot this down and kill my point. Was it the people that are go that went to those business camps, were they primarily the C, the capital C community or the lowercase C community? Um, at least in San Diego, uh, it was a complete half, half mix. Okay. Um, they were, it was, it was, I honestly thought it would be more of the lowercase C and less of the uppercase C, but we had some some folks that we knew. Uh, I think Sunday in Miami felt uh, like it tipped more towards the lowercase C, hmm. um, whereas it felt a little more even in San Diego. I think it felt, and again, it's just a just a feeling, but it felt like it tipped a little more towards uh, the lowercase C. It, it reminded me of uh, several years ago, three, four years ago, um, Phoenix ran a track during the regular Saturday day of the real estate track, right? And you had all these people who, they didn't even know what WordPress was, right? But they were there to figure out how WordPress works with real estate. They were business people trying to figure out a business solution using this piece of software. And the Sunday track in Miami felt like the questions we were having were legitimate, like, so how does this all work? Like, how do you put this together? Um, which was a little different than I think some of the questions we got in in the San Diego group, um, but but San Diego was interesting in and of itself, and we we ran out of space, so we ended up doing it in two rooms, and the speakers actually spoke twice, uh, and so it was it was a little bit crazy. We didn't expect uh, as many folks as we got, um, but I but so that's the answer is I think I think you get a mix of both. Uh, we just did Orange County. In Orange County, I saw a lot more lowercase c than uppercase c, but there's still, you know, we had we had uh, uh, Dre and Brad sitting in the back, you know, and then eventually moving to the front. Uh, but I, they spent they spent the whole I, time there. And I actually find it encouraging that it's more lowercase c. I was actually, my guess was that it would have been a little bit heavily tilted, at least as a percentage of those from each that went to the whole camp as opposed to the business camp, um, that it would have been more heavily tilted toward the the capital C. Yeah, no, I think I think the I mean I think the real serious capital C folks just say I'm going to Presnomics and I'm done. I mean, once it's announced and I know it exists, 
I'll just figure out how to get over there and, and be done with it. I think what you're getting is a lot of people regionally who aren't there yet. They may not have even heard of Pressnomics, but they're like, okay, uh, I have I have questions. I mean, we, we, the questions that we fielded on Sunday uh, last weekend um, for, for Orange County were questions like, do you hire? How do you hire? How do you do your first hire? What if you don't want to hire? What if you want to stay small? Uh, you know, is it product or service or both or mix or none? Uh, I mean, these were very low-level questions from the lower KC who was just trying to figure out, like, how do I – I want to quit my full-time job. I want to do something that I'm doing kind of part-time on the side, but i got to turn it into something real. Right. I see. So where does that leave us, Matt? <laughs> Sorry, I was just answering a, a question in the uh-huh. chat room from Jeffro. Um, Let's so we're, pass it along. Yeah, where's, we're, the, we're, the, where's the where's the chat room? What do you? Uh, MattReport.com slash live. Entire window. I have the uh, <laughs> the uh, the infamous Dradcast TLK.io app running. Um, and Jeffro was just asking whether or not uh, the people that were wanting this information were creating like a theme and plugin business, or are they talking about hardcore business stuff? Um, I think we're just blanketing <laughs> that with are we getting are we giving bad advice in some of these, um, you know, business talks? Does it belong? Do these people belong? But let me ask you this question to both of you, corporate jet setters: um, Is there a conference that does it well uh, with with teaching, you know, the business side, the enterprise side of things that that the little C's just can't even afford to go to or see or be exposed to? Is there something that you've seen done really well out there? Yeah, I'd say there's a a fantastic conference. I think it's in its third year that just finished, and it's called MicroConf, and it's for uh, micro-entrepreneurs, and uh, it was just in Vegas. I was just there, I don't know how many weeks ago, but uh, three or four weeks ago, and it was was fantastic. In fact, Jason Cohen from WP Engine uh, was one of the opening keynotes uh, the first day. Um, But that's a, you know, I, I think if I had to guess... I think they max out at 180 people, right? And and boom, they're done, and that's it. And you don't get in, and you don't get anything else, right? And so, uh, it's you know they're they're small events, really tightly managed, and so if you don't know about it or don't get in it, you, you know you're left waiting. Hmm. So um, I don't have any. I, that was the one that was on my mind as well, hmm. um, because I know that Jason had gone to it. I don't have another one that I can point to as another. WordCamp comparable kind of event. I will t- I will say that the best. I will say that there are a lot of small small business, um, small business uh, economic corporations or small business development, you know, groups in a lot of cities that I actually think do a pretty good job. Includes people in our community, some of which are known and maybe host shows with Chris um, that do that kind of work. Um, Welcome back, Chris. We're talking about people that do small business development. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm with you. Know. you. I all of a sudden I realized this this. Uh, chat window just goes on forever. There's a lot going on that I totally missed. <laughs> I'm gonna stay away from it. Yeah, uh, I'll check it out later. Yeah. Um, so I think that they give good material and they actually can provide good mentors and good training and good paper and material to help you with growing your business. I also think I also believe I know I know without hesitation that the best where I've gotten my best knowledge has never been having gone to a lot of different conferences that include business material in the past, having gone to some just sort of very generic like small business like meetup groups and stuff like that, which I again I, I fear WordCamp's becoming 
what those things are, which is I'm a lawyer, have my car because you're trying to build a business and I want to sell you my business building services. Um, the best, to finish the thought, the best advice that I've got has been from mentors, right? The best advice and best input and direction I've got has been from people who me, people who worked with me in the past that were um, either, I either maybe volunteered with on something, maybe I helped them with a project once, or even people that were just senior, like a vice president, a company that I worked for that sat down with me, took the time to share their vision, took the time to explain. Like I have a mentor that I still talk to to this day, you know, that I consider a very good friend, you know, much older than myself and that started, joined this company when it was three people. It's now billion dollar a year kind of a company where you know, you're talking about real jet setters you know, in perspective that fly around buying businesses and stuff. And he talked to me about, he talked to me, you know, about, um, you know, the math of how you look at hiring and how you look at when it's the appropriate time and when it's not the appropriate time and how you factor in yourself. I had business, I had marketing people a little bit earlier in my life at companies that I worked with who drilled into me ideas and philosophies around recruiting, around hiring, around how you know when to bring someone on board, when you should be bringing somebody on board, when you should be interviewing. That's always where I've gotten, you know, the best advice I have, I want to think if this is actually true, if I'm exaggerating this, but I, at least coming to my mind, I have never been to a conference or a conference talk, even ones, you know, your talks excluded, Chris, because, you know, I'm probably not the audience for some of your talks. Um, I have never been to a conference talk where I walked out having had any real influence on how I thought about building business or any real change. You know, and, and then how Jake, I... Jake totally ignores my talks. He opens up his computer and keeps doing work while I'm talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's not He's ordering true. a new blazer. He's ordering uh, yeah. a new blazer. If, if I showed up in a blazer, I'd probably... He'd, he'd I, look <laughs> for a few I remember your talks, Chris. Yeah. I, I, I have images of money flushed down toilets and yeah. women with <laughs> drinks and heads in hands and, uh, you uh, know, seared, so into my, seared into my I, mind. I think, you're, I, think you're right that, uh, I think you're right that mentors are, are remarkably valuable and incredibly useful. Um, and, and I think the challenge is that in the regular... WordCamp experience. Um, people are moving between rooms. They're jumping from session to session. I mean, some WordCamp, Austin created a lot of space in between the sessions, which was really interesting. I hadn't seen that before. Um, but more often than not, people are jumping room to room, session to session, track to track, and they're not finding the mentor, right? Uh, and, and of course, the thing we fear the most is that the wrong guy's walking around handing out business cards. I'm a certified business coach. And, and you're like, whoa, hold on. Um, so I think we need certification anyways. Yeah, well, there's programs you can do it. You know, okay. I, I'll, I'll send you a link. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, 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 I think at the end of the day, one of the things that happens in a, you know, we did, we did a, a, a very different approach this last uh, weekend at, at Orange County where it, there wasn't an agenda and there wasn't a scripted set of talks. It was just an open Q and a, a moderated panel and it was moderated. So, so there was that. Um, but, uh, but you know, the number of people that f came up afterward and just said, you know, to me, and I know what happened to some of the other guys, do you coach people, right? Do you, do you mentor folks? I don't think they would have known that. Uh, I don't, I don't spend a ton of time on the blog writing about, Hey, you know, like every other post says, by the way, come sign up for my coaching services. So, so they wouldn't know it unless they're in a context where first they listen to people for a while and then they go, okay, I'm testing everything I'm hearing and now that I've heard enough and I'm tested enough and I feel like this person could be useful or helpful, then they can initiate there. And uh, so again, another, you know, another 
dynamic or an ancillary benefit of the a kind of a Q&A panel where you know people got to hear Syed long enough that I I know when, once he stood up right Syed's a guy who started his first startup at, at uh, seven or eight and his was on his fourth by the time he was twelve and and uh, you know is is running two successful companies at once right now plus doing more than that um, that he doesn't talk about a lot but God if you want to talk about hustle and you want to get some advice on on how to hustle you'd you'd pay anything for an hour or two with Syed, but you wouldn't know it if he <laughs> didn't give back, right? And sure. by giving back, he he had a great talk in Miami, uh, but by giving back, whether it's in Miami or Orange County, people were like, I want to I want to follow up with that guy and, and see if I can bend his ear for a little bit. Sure. And again, let me in the in the fun of the give and take, and you know, and and the and the debate. I think I think the fact that there's I think one can take extremes away from this position, right? Which is not, which shouldn't happen, right? Like I, no more than I think you would, I think, ever argue for a turning, ever having a work camp that was just business Never. sessions, right? Yeah. I'm not advocating for thou shalt not say the word dollars or thou shalt not say the word business, right? At word camps. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. You know, I, I think I've, I've, I've actually been asked a few times to give business talks. Sometimes I often say no, frankly, because I just think they're boring talks sometimes. Um, sometimes because I think that, again, I don't, I, in the loss and perhaps the hubris of 140 characters, I don't really consider myself any sort of expert, you know, on some of these subjects. I'm still finding my way, you know, day by day uh, in many cases. If you don't believe me, talk to anybody that works with me. <laughs> um, you know, but I do think that like these, I do think, I do think, for example, like I've been on two agency panels before. Like I do think those are, those are useful. I do think where you have somebody, I do think where you have like a, uh, you know, a moderator sort of acting on behalf of the audience to ask questions that people do want for an hour or an hour and a half or something, picking brains of a few different people that can really give them insight. I do think, for example, is a really nice thing to have at a work camp. I just don't want them to become, I just don't want these things to ever become a very dominant feature you know, of a WordCamp. I think, again, going back to that maker conference example, having a session at those where somebody, where a few great makers that have made it big doing it full time, you know, not just becoming hobbyists, get interviewed by someone about how they did that is great. But I think if you were talking to people that go to those conferences, they'd be, like me, perhaps very leery about an entire set of sessions yeah. focused around that subject. And so I, just I to <clears throat> calibrate them. Yeah, I don't, I don't think business will ever, I don't think one track will ever dominate, right? Because it's just the market's going to dictate Eventually, if it was starting to, to take 50% of the day, I think you would start to see an uprising of developers and designers to say, oh, we, you know, we want this back. Um, I think and it's, I think, it's I think there's a, I think, at least as a person who organized one, I think there's a very, very strong business case for why you keep it on a Sunday. And that is simply that if you put it in a Saturday program, you're asking the very audience you want to help to pick between something else that will help them and your talk. And that's just bad. Yeah. If you want to help them legitimately be great makers, make sure they're going to the maker sessions. And then if you want to make sure that they're around next year, invite them back on Sunday. And someone who tells you, I don't have enough time for Sunday, is the kind of person that you don't mind not saving for next year. But the kind of person who says, I'm going to show up on Sunday, I'm going to carve out my day, and I'm going to get there, is the kind of person you want to lean into. So it it creates its own mechanism for self-selection, which allows you to segment your, you know that target a lot easier. So 
I, I think there's a huge benefit to keeping it on Sunday and keeping it separate and not doing away with Dev Day, right? Still have Dev Day. Still have a place where hardcore guys who want to contribute can go do that too. Um, but you also give them a spot for some people to show up on a Sunday and say, okay, I'm here. And by the way, if you guys suck, I'm walking out the door. You let people vote with their feet, not because the most popular is always the right, but because you give them the freedom to say this was useful to me or this isn't useful at all. I, right. I, I mean, I, I agree with that. And I also think to the Sunday point, I also think it helps preserve the tone, you know, which, which is my concern, right? What I, you know, what I, I guess if I'm to, if I'm to take it to the extreme, right, and express a phobia, like my, my utmost phobia here is that something that, something that um, to be overstate to make a point, right? Because I've never gotten in trouble for doing that. Um, right? The, <laughs> right, like the, um, the, the sort of earnestness of what WordCamps are as maker conferences, right? My, my biggest fear here is that we, my, much less than like the credible or qualified or amateur, you know, speakers or not, my biggest fear is that that, that gets diminished if WordCamps start to become a place that the business coaches and the lawyer looking for his next client, right? They start to become what those dreadful small business conferences, you know, are. Right? They start to be known as a racket to go get people that are entrepreneurs, you know, trying to grow their business. I think maybe I'm being over precautionary, but I think especially if it starts to become, you know, like come to WordCamp, learn how to develop on WordPress, learn how to design sites, learn how to build your business. Right, I do think we risk transforming that audience. You transform the audience, you transform the tone. You're not the lowercase c community wandering into a conference, networking with fascinating people, building things. You're wondering why you're going to a WordPress conference full of guys trying to sell you, you know, their business goods. And mm -hmm. I do think by maybe shifting it to Sunday and say, here's the maker conference, and there's also this piece on Sunday if you're interested in business, yeah. might might also help mitigate. Yeah. Yeah. That fear. And and at the end of the day, I think it's the it's the people who who you invite to come speak, right? If you go grab lawyers you don't know and you put them on stage, uh, you know, you you're going to you're going to get what you get. I think the benefit of having people who are capital C part of the community who you know and you've trusted and you say, "Syed, would you come speak?" or "Steve Zengit or Dre Armada and you say, "Look, these guys have done some things that are interesting. And, and the invitation we made for San Diego, right, was not come give us your polemic. Come give us your tirade on X, Y, and Z. It wasn't give us your uh, bent or philosophical approach to X, Y, Z. It was a specific request I made to come tell your story, right, and, and shape your story by a theme. So, for example, with Josh at, at, at Pagely, I said, look, I'd like you to look at the theme of iteration, Right, but but I want to hear your story, right? And and to Dre, I, you know, I want to hear the the security story in the context of if you could talk about some bootstrapping dynamics or why you never took other money. But I want to hear your story, right? And those tend to be the ones that people have they they can listen to, they can enjoy, they can take what they want from it. Um, and you know the people who are standing on stage, you know they're part of the community, you know that they're not looking for, uh, you know, the next prospective client. Sure. Thoughts, sir? And Matt, you, I'm sorry, we're trying to... No, you can, you can go ahead. Oh, okay, so just a couple of quick thoughts, Sarah. I mean, again, by and large, I think we're not that far apart. You no, know, we're in, not. In, in what we're looking at here. But to make a couple, to stay on the subject a little bit longer, because, you know, <laughs> if nothing else, we know how to be... Five minutes, together. everybody, five minutes. <laughs> All right. I was going to take was, the point that first. Was 10. That first, five. just... 
<laughs> Five. First, just to, just to uh, clarify, um, I'm not talking about necessarily the speakers. I'm talking about the people that show up, even if they're not the ones that speak, can shape the atmosphere and shape the dynamic of the conference, right? Yeah. You, you know, based on what you're absolutely right. We ought to outlaw. We ought to outlaw uh, sports coats because that will kill all the lawyers and pretty much everybody else we don't want in there, right? Uh, there you go. Just, just wear um, T-shirts. You got it. Um, so, and then I think the only other, I mean, very sort of nuanced points or maybe, maybe too peripheral, but it's interesting that you raise those people coming and speaking, right? Because um, one of the counter pushes that WordCamps have at least tried to make, I don't know if they've just given up on this idea, it was actually trying to cut down on, you know, the circuit you know, kind of speakers and actually try to focus, part of their origin was focusing on a local audience, right? Um, and, you know, so is having is having the, the Brads and the Drays and the people that were talking about come and speak at all these business camps. I, there's some philosophical question there still about WordCamps and, you know, yeah. and what they are. And again, I would, just, I would just also remind us when you talk about sort of like, again, cater, helping the lowercase c audience that's trying to build those businesses. Let's remember that as, you know, Let's always try to keep in mind and remember that the lowercase c community, I'm sorry to tell them, very likely doesn't know the name Dre or Josh or Chris Lemma, let alone Jake Goldman, right? You know, they don't really know the difference. Um, and uh, and let's, let, I guess, just, let's just not lose sight of that when we're trying to think about who these, at least in my mind, who these camps are really about, um, what, what the names mean to them. Yeah, right? although so. I, I guess I'd say if you, if you attended more than one word camp, and spent the whole day in sessions, I would I would be surprised if you didn't hear about Securi or about WP Engine or about Pagely or about, I mean, Gravity Forms. I think there are some names you're going to hear, including Jake Goldman, right? So um, I, think, I think we ought to be aware that you're right. They're definitely, I mean, they're not coming for the name. They're coming for hopefully the story and the education. But as an organizer, you want to be looking for, and, and so we're clear, the San Diego Business Track, the only person, there were two people that flew in, everybody else was local. So there was an effort to keep, uh, you know, not go out and say, hey, you know, my buddy John Sangton, who's out in Atlanta, fly all the way out here just because I, I know you're going to give a great talk. Um, we tried to keep it uh, local and, and just only, you know, there were some nuances where I said, let's, let's bring in a couple extras. But, um, sure. but I think... The, the, my point about known names isn't known for the audience. It's known for the organizer. It's sure, people sure. that are trusted, and you know they're not going to get up there and pitch uh, because that's that's definitely not philosophically what, what WordCamps are. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what spurred, uh, well, not maybe, definitely, why I do the Matt Report is because going to my very first WordCamp in New York, uh, you know, it was that that stigma of the big names, right, of the, of the capital season. And how do I get access to these these people? They don't seem like they really want to talk to me, um, nor do they have time to talk to me. Uh, and that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast: is kind of fuse or you know bridge that gap. Um, because Jake, you know, one of the the talks you did in Boston still resonates with me. And I think that if you were to say I don't want to do business stuff anymore, uh, the community as a whole would take a hit because your enterprise talk uh, was great. I mean, it was about about your presentation, like your brand's presentation, like I'm wearing a blazer because I am professional, um, and and resonating that to the folks that are you know cracking open beers for lack of a better word, and you know just kicking back, trying to sell sites to clients. I, I think you have something to offer, 
Um, you know, and when folks see you after that discussion, how do they get a hold of you? I mean, you've got assistants running around you. You've got laptops everywhere. Uh, how do they gain access to Jake? Um, you know, they, That's a good they, idea. <laughs> they can watch on the show because I think the names are important. Uh, like like Chris said, is is not is because you know that these people aren't trying to sell to you or game you. They're you know trying to help you, and they and you know, you guys are uh, the big names in our community. Um, can we get closing thoughts? Fifteen seconds each. Business at WordCamps. Jake, go. <laughs> I don't know if I have a timer. I guess my headline thought <laughs> is my headline thought is I'm not opposed to business content at WordCamps. I'm not trying to downplay anybody that's doing something that's not, you know, that's not at the scale of, you know, something like Woo Themes or Ten Up or, you know, a larger company. All my caution is is that when we think about not today, but we think about a year from now, two years from now, where we want WordPress to be, and when we think about um, when we think about uh, what what a WordCamp is and what we want WordCamps to be a year, two years from now, you know, into the future, um, that we not lose sight of trends. Um, you know, that we not lose sight of trends, we not lose sight of sort of the bigger picture that we think about, that we, we stay true in some, define what we want WordCamps to be, define what we want WordPress to be in some sense, and I guess make sure we stay, make sure we stay true to that. Chris? 15 seconds? Yes. <laughs> in the long run, I think business, you know, business tracks at WordCamps are going to die. I think they're going to be useless because I happen to think that the Matt report is going to take over this space and make yes. it a regular ensemble of WordPress education. But until, until until that then. glorious day, until next week, until that glorious day, having a Sunday track where you introduce people to stories that are compelling, inspiring, challenging, and cause you to rethink your paradigms is a valuable part of the best practice education that I think is at the hallmark of the philosophical bents that Word, WordCamps are. That's awesome. I agree. We all agree. <laughs> we all agree. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll close it at that. It was definitely a great, great discussion. I thank both of you for taking the time to sit with us in the community, um, you know, to kind of recap this uh, draw. This what is it called, Chris? Uh, drama press. Drama, drama press. But there was drama. no drama press tonight. So, yeah. so, what's our bar tricks for the night? No, I don't know the drama press thing. No, no, no hashtag. <laughs> yeah, no hashtag. All right, guys. Um, Jake, people can find you where? Uh, surrounded by assistants and laptops <laughs> at WordCamps, I'm told. Now, you can find me at, at Jake M. Gold on Twitter, or if you go to tenup.com, you can read about what, what I'm usually up to. Sweet. And Chris, where can they find you? I blog daily over at chrislemma.com. All right, guys. Thanks for doing the show. Everyone, mattreport.com. Check it out. WordPress Entrepreneurs. Thanks a lot. Bye. Take care. <laughs>